follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well. Or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Yeah, what's up, guys? What's going on? Um, guys and females, of course, welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc here on the best internet radio website in all the land, the Voice America Sports Network. And um, right off the bat, um, I'm just going to inform you that Bruce the Sports Doc is out right now. He's out of the studio. So I have a remarkable fill-in, and he shouldn't even be titled a fill-in, but uh, we'll call him that. It's Benjamin Fogel. Ben, say what's up. What's up, y'all? Um, I'm excited to be back. Uh, uh, hoping to improve my performance last time, but I'm just glad to be back on the radio waves. Yeah, I mean, so Ben, how was that experience last time in the studio, man? Were you a little nervous coming into such a prestigious room? For sure before, but never in the studio. Some news out of England today. The royal family. It's actually a male not a female, but a male. The child is a baby. It happened about ah five hours ago because we're filming it right now. And hey, here's the golden ticket. The golden boy's back. The golden boy's back. What's up, man? Hello? Ah, sorry. Still having some complications. Yo, what's up? Ben, you're back, right? I'm back. All right, anyway. Oh, now you're, now you're good. Your voice is coming out clear. You're nice and projecting. So anyway, today we had a little bit of some trouble on the message boards. Ben, I just want to kind of pick your brain a little bit because how tough is it to really communicate with other fantasy owners in this day and age? Uh, it, it is difficult, of course. There's so many opportunities to communicate uh, with your fantasy owners besides talking trash. But there's always, uh, always a disagreement about rules and format, if we're going to do a keeper league, if we're going to do a keeper league, what type of keeper league. Um, so there's always disagreements, always arguments, but uh, I guess uh, I guess people just like getting into it before the season starts, sort of uh, talk some trash even before uh, there's any trash talking. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Actually, the trash that has really been uh, been coming up hasn't actually been, been about our teams because we hasn't drafted anybody yet, so it hasn't been about insulting players. It, it's actually been insulting their approach to fantasy football in general, calling people out about their uh, calling people out about their uh, policies about fantasy football. And not just that, there's been some, uh, we'll say, some more personal attacks and 
<laughs> in the chat, whether it's about uh, yeah. girlfriends or lack thereof. Uh, things, things are starting to get personal, so uh, well, things are heating up and it's getting uh, pretty yeah. dirty. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> it's just getting me excited, you know. I, you know, like it, uh, it's funny. Yeah, r- ruffly, ruffling of the feathers. Um, it's just funny because you and I are both fantasy enthusiasts. We're geeks about fantasy football, and we do not need our bus- buttons to be pushed when it comes to fantasy. That's just how we were born and raised. Is when we see that when we see that stack of players, we are known to go all out one hundred ten percent. But you have to admit that this prickling of your persona has definitely sparked up some uh, some motivation. You'd say. Yeah, some motivation, just getting people, uh, getting people excited, riled up, uh, even annoyed, but uh, generating interest uh, in the beginning of the season, which I think uh, is, at the end of the day, a good thing for everyone involved in the league. In your daily life during the summer, I mean, is there anything more exciting than seeing that notification pop up of that one message and knowing you have five minutes, ten minutes to read, or do you kind of consider that sort of a... Uh, a hassle, t- t- an inconvenience. What is your policy on Facebook messaging, especially in fantasy football leagues? Mm-hmm. My policy on Facebook messaging? Uh, I don't have a policy. I'd say uh, respond, uh, keep your mouth shut when it should be shut. But otherwise, uh, just uh, speak the truth. Be honest. Yeah. Don't don't spit. Yeah, I'm not a guy who minds, you know, people like coming in there and putting up their thoughts about fantasy football. Even if we're going off topic, I'll have a good chuckle. I mean, it's just the summertime. Um, but Ben, I definitely want to get into some sports talk with you since you are an avid NFL football fan. You also know a ton about the sport. I just, I just, um. I just came across something really, really shocking today on ESPN.com, and it's about Von Miller of the Denver Broncos. Have you seen his name fired around today? Have you Have you heard about Von Miller? Uh, yeah, uh, he uh, he says he did nothing wrong, but uh, <laughs> it looks like he's going to start yeah. the season off uh, on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Watching the Broncos play from the uh, comfort of his own sofa. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, the comforts of the Rocky Mountains there in Denver, but it's crazy. He could smoke up all the weed he wants to on his couch. The guy's still getting paid $4 million, I think, in guaranteed money. Um, I just wanted to say one thing to Von Miller, dude. It's like, before you ended up taking steroids, you know how many people respected you and respected your work and your ethic during the first two years, and then you know what you said to those kids? You basically said, I don't give a flying fig Newton about the game of football. I don't give a crap about football. All I'm going to do is take steroids and cheat because I am a coward. And that's what I really think it comes down to. Von Miller is just being a coward by taking these steroid drugs. And, and you know, Ben, you're a teenager. You've been around peer pressure. Just talk about maybe how other people in the game ha- have convinced Von to do, su- to do such a horrible act. I mean, do you think that guys around the NFL, it's no secret they use steroids, but for him to be that weak mentally to give in just because other people are doing it, I mean, it's just unfathomable, man. What do you think about Von Miller? Well, I think the misconception about Von Miller is that he took performance-enhancing drugs. The 
first time uh, he was cited by the uh, by the league for uh, testing positive for drugs. He was tested positive in his rookie season in 2011 for taking marijuana and other amphetamines. Yeah. And uh, uh, NFL Players Association representative uh, George Pella said that Von Miller's suspension is in fact not for performance enhancing drugs, hinting that it most likely would be for violating the league's marijuana policy. Yeah. So this this is uh, this is a difficult uh, uh, situation. Wow. And, uh, not, not, not trying to get into too much politics here. Yeah. Um, this is a difficult situation, especially Von Miller coming from uh, Colorado, where marijuana is in fact legal. Yeah. So, uh, it's a difficult situation. I think we're going to have to uh, assess it when we find out more. But uh, Von Miller and uh, NFLPA uh, say that they're going to dispute it. And I guess we'll just have to see how, how it plays out. Yeah, you know, um, that's interesting that you mentioned that it might have been mostly about marijuana. When I heard amphetamines, um, that to me thought that that was human growth hormones, which would be which would be pumping up his body in unnatural ways and giving him an edge on players in a completely cheap fashion. And uh, so you're saying that you just think it is mostly about the marijuana and the hard drugs or the the recreational drugs that he's using. Is that correct? NFL substance abuse policy, uh, players who test positive for recreational or illegal prescription drugs are not suspended after the first positive test, but they are punished for positive tests um, once in the league's drug program. So that means that if Von Miller tested positive for a recreational or illegal prescription drug, then he could get suspended under the league's substance abuse policy. So he abused substances. That didn't necessarily mean he took PEDs or any other um, drugs that aren't recreational or aren't prescription over-the-counter drugs. Um, and I think the speculation is that he, in fact, violated the the marijuana uh, part of the uh, Yeah, you know what, I'm going to try to get up in the studio here. I'm curious if the University of Colorado, um, I think their their logo's the Buffaloes, you know the University of Colorado in Boulder? Um, I wonder if players on their athletic teams, I bet they're not, but I don't think they're allowed to use marijuana even though it's legal in the state of Colorado. Um, I, I definitely, well, I have an opinion on this, and I think that uh, I don't even think it's up for vote yet, but I believe that um, the Denver Broncos are not exempt from using marijuana even though the state of Colorado is now legal. You know, for marijuana use, do you, I bet I bet that that's the case. Don't you agree? Like, I don't think Denver gets a special policy. By the league, even if it's legal in in the state of Colorado, so it also gets complex in where he was using the drugs, what the state and local laws are, where he was using the drugs. If he even used the drugs, he still has the chance to appeal it. Yeah. Uh, he said he would appeal it, so it, it's quite possible that uh, it's uh, it, it, it's more Yeah, yeah, and it's not even on team. It's not even on team property, which is very interesting too. It's probably like near his home or or at a friend's house in the state of Colorado. So that's an ongoing story. I mean, I definitely want. I'm learning on the fly here as well because this story is just so fresh off the wire right now. And thank you for educating me on Von Miller because I really believed for a second that he was using steroids, but now it turns out it could just be marijuana and. 
I'm not going to come out on. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I thought he was cheating. I've story. We don't know exactly what the league is punishing him for. All we know is that it's something part of the substance abuse policy, and there's many different assets uh, of the sub of the substance abuse policy. So we'll yeah. have to wait to see the yeah. league present its case. Yeah, I just quickly want to wrap up this segment um, by saying one thing. I want to actually. Um, take back a little bit of the words I had for Von Miller. I, I called him a coward earlier in the segment and uh, it, it's not a um, it's not a disguised fact that a lot of people that are that are young in their, their 20s are using marijuana and uh, I'm not saying it's okay but I think that there's a whole different level between cheating on the integrity of the NFL and then using a drug like marijuana so we definitely have to clear that up and, uh, and we'll see what unfolds. But Ben Fogle um, is going to stay with us for another segment, guys. Everybody get excited. Go to, the fri- go to the refrigerator and get some of those Hershey chocolate bars that you iced up and enjoy eating them. Uh, I, I, I guess we're in the state of Pennsylvania and Hershey's relevant, so I said that. All right, guys. Well, that, that's a break, and uh, we'll, see you. we'll see you soon with the next segment. Stay put. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Bruce the Sports Doc on the Voice America Sports Network. I just want to quickly express my gratitude to everybody at Voice America for letting me get out my voice on sports topics. It's just an absolute blast to uh, to offer my opinions and to really go in depth and learn a lot about sports and about the culture around us and the world we live in. And I'm just blessed to have this platform. And I thank everybody at the station. Um, I thank Ray Ellis. It was it was really a great um, it was great for for myself and my father to meet you in Dallas and uh, having this show is awesome and then Mr. Spinard for giving us the opportunity from Fe- from Phoenix, Arizona just doing a great job I wanted to express my gratitude before we open it up to some more sports so here um, talking to me on the line is an NFL expert he's also a uh, an expert on many sorts he's going to Penn next year Ben Fogel is with us and uh, Ben uh, me and you are from the Philadelphia area and uh, you've been a follower of the Philadelphia Eagles since you were since you were a young boy and uh, you know a lot about this team today young quarterback rookie Matt Barkley came out with some startling comments showing his brash kind of California kid um, persona a little bit today as he came out and said, quote, um, can you pause? I need the reporters to pause the uh, notion of it being just Vic and Foles. I'm right in this race as well. It's a three-man quarterback race. What do you think of Matt Barkley coming out and saying those brash comments like that? What, what, do you think for a rookie to say that kind of thing, what do you think about Matt Barkley today? Mm-hmm. Well, first thing, I I actually think that it's, I, I think it's fantastic now. A lot of these young players come shit out of college into the NFL. They think that they can take on the world and uh, usually they're not ready for the NFL and usually they might be a little cocky or uh, self-inflated egoistic but I actually like um, Matt Barkley saying this and here's why in the NFL especially right now with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, there's a giant position battle especially for the quarterback a big problem with the Eagles is at times players have been too comfortable and they've assumed that they're going to have a certain spot on the team, that they're guaranteed this, that they're guaranteed that. But I think by Matt Barkley saying that he's going to stir up competition between Vic, between Foles, and between himself to sort of push them to the limit so everyone works. So by at the end of the day, we can have the best quarterback battle and we can have the best quarterback. I think it'll push everyone to the limit and make Vic and Foles work that much harder. So, you know, it, it maybe uh, Barkley did it because he's a young and experienced cocky guy right out of college, but I think at the end of the day, it'll be a good thing to stir up some controversy and some heat between the quarterbacks and make them work all that harder to make sure that they have the spot. You're right. You know what, Ben? Um, I, I just I just kind of want you kind of just connected my point, but um, when you think of the uh, when you think of these names, Matt Moore, Billy Volick, Kellen Clemens, um, you think of guys like uh, David Carr of the New York Giants. These guys are career backup quarterbacks, 
and they do not have the persona of Matt Barkley. They are not as aggressive with their words. And I happen to love Matt Barkley coming out and demand and, and saying this um, to the media because it really puts an extra chip on Matt Barkley's shoulders. I mean, Matt Barkley could have been politically correct, like most, of, like eighty percent of the guys, and just said, "You know what? I'm just going to try my best, and that's up to the coaches." But here, Matt Barkley's taking an edge. And he didn't come to Philadelphia just to be a backup for four years and just to compete for the second string. And I love Matt Barkley taking this leadership upon himself and putting the pressure on himself because now that he said these words, it really is up to him to back it up. And I look one more thing. I look at Matt Moore in Miami. I look at guys like um, David Carr of the New York Giants or Callan Clemens. They're just content with being backups, and they never really voice their uh, their opinions. Like I should be starting. And to tell you the truth, they're getting paid. Uh, they're getting paid pretty solidly. And uh, they, they don't you can never really see their desire or body language change when they're on the sidelines. But Matt Barkley just seems like a different breed. And uh, he's used to starting for eight years. And I happen to love a guy that's not going to accept mediocrity, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. And I think as long as it um, as long as it's nothing personal and strictly professional, I think it'll it'll work great because the the NFL as um, as well as the United States, you know, we're very proud of our meritocracy. That the the best player, the person who's the strongest, the smartest, the fastest, that at the end of the day they'll win out. So as long as Matt Barkley keeps it professional and says I'm going to be the best quarterback at the end of the day, I'm going to earn that spot, and then leaves it at that, that's fine. But as soon as the players, as soon as they start going after uh, people's personal lives and people's families, that's when it crosses the line. But I think, you know, up until this point, Matt Barkley, whether or not he had these intentions when he said those words, I think it'll, it's just good to uh, get the Eagles uh, fired up and generate some interest. And we'll see how uh, Chip Kelly responds. Yeah, I mean, I did hear some people that were on the other side of the coin, um, a, uh, a notable sports reporter from from uh, the Philadelphia area who I love his work, he came out with a different view. Mike Missanelli of 97.5 The Fanatic today said that you should respect the veterans and you should let your play f- speak for itself. And uh, I agree up to that um, point to a certain degree, but I also enjoy seeing Barkley, um, you know, really putting his name out there. And uh, I just like his personality, you know. Guys, um... You know, guys that have that brash personality or that aggressive personality and just don't take no for an answer, they usually end up being very successful. And uh, I'm definitely excited to see where Barkley can turn out. There's definitely no question he put a lot more pressure on himself. But if you're going to be a starter in this league, you're going to have to face a ton of pressure, whatever whatever city you're throwing the football in. Um, I wanted to ask you also, Ben, along the same lines of the Philadelphia Eagles, if you were an NFL head coach, would you like to have your training camp up at Lehigh University um, in like kind of a more rural setting in Bethlehem where the fans um, can stay in at hotels or where they can commute and travel to, to Western Pennsylvania to watch your team play football where you could sign autographs? 
um, and have the kids live in a dorm? Or would you rather keep training camp more private and more secluded, but have it on the same grounds next to Lincoln Financial Field in your professional facilities that you're having your practices in for the upcoming season? Well, me personally, I would rather have my practices, um, for the most part, more private. You want to limit the distractions and make sure that the only thing the players are concentrating on is their game. Now, um, the media and fans, they can always cause some distractions, and um, sometimes they can cause good, cause good distractions. But at a certain point, you just want the players to boil down and work on their mechanics, work on the plays, work on building bonds with their teammates, and make sure that really their head is in their game and their main focus is on football and not on something else. Now, it depends on the team, it depends on uh, the players you have, the type of personalities you have, and you can always find a a good balance. But uh, I think it's important that uh, the players focus on the sport, the task at hand, and they don't get distracted um, by their celebrity-ness. Right. Um, I I get those points, but I kind of want to play devil's advocate. Um, I believe that having it at at a college campus can achieve camaraderie and having the players live in the dorms together for a long time uh, can create a sort of bond and and sort of living in that rustic kind of uh, setting where they're uh, they're getting dirty every day and they're kind of all struggling through training camp, kind of hedging it out and building a brotherhoodness sort of like a uh, a band of brothers together like fighting it out through like the uh the mud and through the uh the horrid conditions of of like a western pennsylvania summer day and then coming into the cramped dorm life i mean i think that could create some kind of unity so uh, i'd actually like the training camp to sort of be um at the college campus but but i do see the advantage of the technology and everything that it brings to it I mean, uh, uh, classic football movies like Remember the Titans, which I'm sure you remember uh, when they all move on to the campus and uh, they all come together as a team and, uh, you know, um, come together even though uh, uh, and overcome racism and uh, racial differences. Um, So I I do think team building is important, but I also think that players need to focus on the game and make sure that they're working hard on improving their game and the team's game and not... uh, You know, an interesting story came out. Um, I appreciate, Ben, you going toe-to-toe with me on these topics here because we're bouncing around and kind of getting out a lot of different things. But um, I I heard a story actually about Robert Griffin III, and he just recently got married, but a, uh, a Hooters girl was saying that he sent her a text message with his shirt off late at night. Um, past 12 o'clock and uh, my, my question to you a broad question is um, about getting married and being a football star younger than 23 years old uh, what do you do you suggest that players kind of hold off on marrying or do you think it's kind of a security blanket if you have that woman in your life um, from when you first get drafted and pro- playing professionally like what are you kind of looking for in a player right well I mean I, I think the decision whether or not to get married is uh, strictly up to a player and at least with RG3 specific case while it is quite possible that he sent those pictures um, you know there are tons of cases where people claim uh, either sexual harassment or that they had an affair um, with a celebrity um, just to gain media attention so you know whether or not um, 
RG3 did send these photos at all, whether or not those allegations are true. I think we need to be aware that, you know, a, a lot of times people will just uh, create false rumors to gain uh, celebrity status themselves by being the victim of sexual harassment or being the love partner of one of these uh, big football players. Right. Um, and, and also, yeah. Up to, to, to a player, uh, some players, uh, they might do better with a relationship. They might do better if they have a stable life at home, if they have a, they have a wife they can come back to and support themselves. But I'm sure just as many players can do just as well with a girlfriend supporting them or a boyfriend supporting them, you know, I, 21st century, and, uh, or, you know, or, or no one at all. So. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be too judgmental with these statements, but the uh, RG3 and the uh, waitress at Hooters are kind of on two ends of the spectrum, um, and I can uh, accurately estimate financially they're on two different ends of the spectrum. RG3 is in the 1%. He is making, um, I believe, his rookie contract for the second pick overall. I believe you're making above $3 million in a Hooters waitress, a young girl. She still has a lot of time to, um, to kind of move up for the ranks of the restaurant business or whatever business she chooses, but it's it's clear that she could be trying to one get attention, but also get money from RG three. And judging from RG 3s character, um, I believe that this could just be all just a rumor, and it could blow over soon. But that's just a that's just an interesting kind of uh, segue there that I wanted to get into. Um, ben, I want to thank you so much for joining me on Bruce the Sports Stock and getting out your thoughts today. You did a spectacular job as always you're always welcome back all right thank you very much i look forward to coming back Spencer. we'll be back in three minutes next segment bruce sports find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, guys, um, to the voice and to Bruce the Sports Doc. I again want to thank Benjamin Fogel for coming on. It was really gracious of him to take time out of his day to accompany my schedule. And uh, as you could tell, he is really a uh, well-spoken guy. And uh, he definitely knows his sports, and he knows a lot on a lot of different areas of life. And it's always a pleasure talking to him and bringing him out to the man cave and uh, grilling him with some questions and everything. Um, you know, this kind of brings back old memories because I don't have Bruce the Sports Doc with me tonight, and it's just a nice time for a solo run to kind of ease out of this July week um, or ease out of the July month, so to say, on the show. And, um, you know, definitely my love for sports broadcasting, you know, when you love sports, it definitely um, can bring you to a lot of different places when you're viewing your sports. You're either kind of alone and kind of just developing what's going on, or you're with your friends and the sports is kind of, uh, you're kind of getting up, you're really showing your emotion around other people that you're around cheering on the sport. And uh, I kind of enjoy a little bit of both, but um Honestly, I'd say um, the more important the team and the outcome of the game, um, usually the more I'd like to be by myself kind of analyzing the action and uh, kind of, (laughs) as nerdy as this sounds, talking to players um, through my television set and instructing them what to do. I mean, that's a common case of people when they're watching at home to themselves. They're actually talking more. Um, about the game and they're talking to themselves about it. I enjoy watching sports with um, with more than just myself though. I definitely enjoy the camaraderie of having guys come over. Um, the best type of sport to watch with other guys is two is two NFL teams that you do not have any allegiance to and you're watching solely for the point of your fantasy player getting a touch and getting some yardage and possibly getting into the end zone. Um, there's no better thrill than watching with your friends as uh, 
as Andrew Luck rolls back to pass. And uh, one of your friends happens to have Reggie Wayne, and you have T.Y. Hilton. And you see that ball being thrown down the football field, and you see T.Y. Hilton on the back of his jersey instead of Reggie Wayne. That look between you and your friends is key. And, in fact, right here, I actually have a very special oh, guest who joined me, and he's not actually a guest. Hey, 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 Dad. I'm actually recording a show right now. Really? Yes, I am. I just recorded two with Ben. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, there's no better thrill than watching your own fantasy player um, carry on and get into the end zone when you're there with a friend who also has a fantasy player on the same team that you're watching play. But um, when you're watching sports, watching by yourself is also very relaxing. There's no social pressure. You don't have to be talking to other people. Um, you don't need to be going to get drinks or pizza for other people. Um, and a lot of times, the conversation will vary when you're with people like your friends. Like They'll talk about girls, and they'll talk about movies, they'll talk about college, and they'll talk about a lot of other things. And um, sometimes that, that talk is always entertaining and always pretty good. Not always, but it's sometimes good and entertaining. But the more you have allegiance to your team, I find, the more ticked off you'll get when conversations start swaying away from the game. And then it's just hard to focus, man. It's just hard to focus on what you're watching and, and the team that you're really uh, paying attention to. And uh, real quick, that's why I really have fallen in love with uh, teams from the Missouri Valley Conference like Northern Iowa and like Creighton Blue Jays because I grew up – I grew up – and I'm still growing up, of course, but I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from Philadelphia, a pretty big market for Philly sports. And liking the Creighton Blue Jays, liking teams like the Northern Iowa Panthers, those are just teams that I have allegiance to that no one can really take away from me. And those are just teams that I know more things about than than people in this area. And that excites me, and that's sort of a band of um, – of allegiance that I have that I feel is very special to me, actually. So, anyways, we're through five minutes of this seg. Um, I hope you're enjoying this uh, this point of conversation as as much as I am. A little bit of self reflection involved here, um, but also talking about um, social dynamics of where you're watching sports, which sports you care about so on and so forth. But um, I'm here with my father right now, and if there's one thing my father and I like and have in common, right there on the square peg at the top of the list of things we like to do together is a four-and-a-half to five-hour game that we Americans like to call golf. So, uh, so Bruce, I, I want you, speaking of golf, to talk about the most important tournament that was on this weekend. And I want you to talk about that tournament across the pond at Murfield Village. Well, I could tell you, I was really surprised. As you know, the Europeans have taken on a lot of the major tournaments. But this week, one Phil Nicholson came back from five shots behind and played a remarkable round. And uh, the thing that was great about it is it was really American. 
was a guy with a good wife and a good family, a caddy who was brought to tears for the first time. And at the end of the tournament, Phil mentioned that he hit almost every shot that he looked at. He got the third crown of majors. And after a disappointing, stinging loss at Marion for the U.S. Open, he had a wonderful victory. He didn't even carry a driver. He had to hit three wood, two three woods, two best three woods of his life. And he got a birdie. And he ended up one of the most treacherous courses with the most bumpy, slow greens. And one of the things that was sad is his rival, Tiger Woods, didn't even give him any props at all, not zero. He basically said, well, anybody who could read the greens, anybody who saw that who could figure out the speed would do it. He did say, I got to hand it to Phil Mickelson, my fellow American. And instead, Tiger Woods cursing, spitting. And you know what? At this point, I'm past Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, well, we definitely, on sports radio shows, you got to come out and you got to make a statement. And right there, that was definitely a statement right there. And you have some evidence to that point. You know, I saw Tiger Woods and. You know, in the position that he's in, the platform that Tiger Woods is in, the the most polarizing figure in golf really changed the game and the landscape and dynamics of of the golf culture. He's out there dropping the the uh, dropping cuss words on the TV set. Um, and little kids are watching this, and that's not the way you're supposed to play the game. That's taking integrity away from the game that you're playing. It's not being a professional. When you're labeled as a professional, your job, when you're under the ropes, when you're under surveillance, under the gun, under pressure, your job is to conduct yourself in a professional manner. And Tiger Woods did none of that whatsoever. He did the polar opposite. And you're right, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, they're both mature men by this point in their lives. They're both, Tiger's nearing 40 years old. And he still is not mature enough to man up and congratulate someone like Phil Mickelson on an absolutely spectacular feat of 66. And you think that in the game of golf, these guys could at least show a little bit of respect and gratitude. And Phil Mickelson has done that in the past. He said Tiger's just too good. He he's complimented Tiger, and for Phil and for Tiger to not return the favor, that's really uh, quite sad that he can't be uh, reci- he can't reciprocate with such a great rival. So. Um... Definitely Tiger Woods, definitely detracting some people from rooting for him. Um, And uh, that's definitely something that was important to get out there. Um, But on that course, it was just nice to see Phil Mickelson play in attack mode. Um, Unlike Adam Scott, the point that I made last year is that Adam Scott and Lee Westwood, the reason why they really lost it this year was they were not going after greens. They were just going for par each time. They were just trying to stop the bleeding. Their mentality wasn't to go out and make birdie. Their mentality was just to stay alive, to not lose it. I'm always with the mentality of go out and win it. Don't let others choke behind you. Don't just go for mediocrity. Don't just go to make par because you're going to end up messing up that way. You got to go at it. And if you have a two stroke lead, man, you got to push that to a seven stroke lead. You know, you can't just sit there and be content with trying to make pars because on a golf course like that, the more scared, conservative you play, 
the bigger it'll bite you when you're behind. So um, that's just something that I note in these professional sports is you got to go out and win it. And with a 66 and drop and birding the last, if I'm not mistaken, three of the last four holes at Murfield, Phil Mickelson definitely fit that billing of winning it. And it wasn't like the others lost it either. So um, that's definitely going to lead us up to the break. Um, again, I thank you guys for listening to the show this week. We're, we're still in the summer, but we're still rolling. We still got a lot of interesting sports topics coming up. I, in the next segment, I want to kind of pick, um, you know, Bruce's brain a little bit because we are both avid Sixers fans. We grew up watching them and, uh, it's sort of bizarre that they do not have a head coach. So let's, I want to definitely dive into that and talk about, um, um, the direction that the franchise is moving in out in Philly. So uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injury. Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the newest segment of Bruce the Sports Talk. I want to thank my co-host, Spencer the Wizard Grossinger who has ably captained the ship for the first two segments. There's news splashing over the headlines. Ryan Broad, MVP, Milwaukee Brewers, suspended for the rest of the season, 65 games. He has essentially admitted to doing performance-enhancing drugs. 
and therefore he has admitted that all the evidence collected at Tony Bosch and the Biomedics Anti-Aging Clinic in Miami is true. So essentially, this goes against his proclamations two years ago, 2010, where he vehemently denied doing PEDs. Shades of Rafael Pomero. He vehemently denied it. He was offended by any allegations. And he has now willingly stated that I'm not a perfect individual. That's what he said. And that he's accepting a suspension of 65 games. So this certainly puts a spotlight now on Alex Rodriguez, who allegedly there's much more evidence out there that he much more was deep in the Tony Bosch situation. He always, he has admitted to one instance, and it looks like at age 38, Alex Rodriguez may never set foot on a major league field again. Spencer, your comments. Well, first off, my comments is, is Ryan Braun is just an insecure individual. And from this, attaining the baseball, he's a very immature an unstable individual. Well, not unstable, but he's just an immature individual. He has to. Uh, he has no integrity for the game of baseball. He's completely. He completely sabotaged the game of baseball completely. He let down his entire fan base. All those kids in Wisconsin that grew up wanting to be like Ryan Braun, that NL, the NL MVP, that All Star. I mean, all of that's vanished now because he's just setting a really poor example. His example is basically, kids, if you want to be a star, you have to cheat. You have to take illegal drugs that can build up your body so that you can hit home runs. And uh, you know, I looked at Ryan Braun. I always thought it was his mechanics that that made him into such a superstar player. But really, he was just a cheater the whole time he was playing on a different playing field with completely different set of rules and uh, people like this is why sports um you know or why sports are um are declining um why the culture of sports is so um the word is uh why why the culture of sports is so littered with fallacies and uh and it's so uh it, it's mucky it's really mucky, this this uh, culture in baseball right now. And uh, you want to see guys work hard and not just take the, the way out by using uh, steroids. And, uh, and it's disappointing nowadays to really, uh, to really think of all these all-stars. You know, who is really the, uh, the guys that are putting in the extra time in the gym, paying integrity to the game of baseball, taking their lumps, and who's taking the easy, the cowardly way out? And Ryan Braun just having trouble with peer pressure. I mean, he sees all these all-stars, you know, using, uh, you know, steroids. And uh, he just doesn't have the willpower to say no. I know Ryan Braun is a very intelligent guy. And uh, I know that he knows that it's incorrect. That's why he was even lying. When you're lying about something, you know you're not doing something really correct. Most of the time, almost all the time. So... Um, that's definitely my two cents on it. He really let down all of Brewers Nation, a lot of fans around the league, and uh, Major League Baseball is trying to really come back and get the steroids out of the game. But uh, he's just polluting the game right now, Ryan Braun, and uh, you know he'll still suffer the consequences. He's still a young guy. He can still work out. 
And um, I know Brian Braun is probably a decent guy, and um, I think he'll he'll definitely have his opportunity, I believe, to recover from this hit in his career. But people make mistakes. It's just not about making those mistakes twice, you know. Well, I totally agree with your commentary. And um, in my view, the thing about baseball, Spencer, is that it's really a statistical game. Everybody talks about the integrity. Everybody talks about 61, Roger Maris. And uh, you look now and you wonder, what is the true home run record? If Chris Davis of the Orioles, who had 37 home runs at the All-Star break, if he breaks the record, how do they handle that? Maybe test him for drugs. And if he comes up clean, we could wipe away. Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. We could wipe away all of those records that were really tainted by steroids. It also brings a point about who's going to make the All-Star game. I'm not the All-Star game. Who's going to be Hall of Famers in the future? So far, it's been clear that they haven't voted any steroid users to the Hall of Fame. And right now, there's a whole tainted group of people. Alex Rodriguez, age 38, recovering from two hip surgeries. And you just wonder, will he play again? Certainly, Brian Cashman of the Yankees has had a contentious relationship with A-Rod. And it's unclear whether they ever want him to return. He's got a ridiculous contract. And it really speaks for baseball, how they give people like Ryan Howard, Alex Rodriguez, they give him these gigantic contracts, multi-million dollars, and one thing I like about the, the NFL is if somebody doesn't perform, if somebody quits, if you've got an Andrew Bynum, you could just cut him. But if, you, but if you're in Besk NBA, if you're in MLB, you're stuck with a huge contract. And um, again, we talk about sports globally and the fact that people are cheating and lying as well. I always say, Spencer, the one thing I can't stand, two things I can't stand is the liar and the cheater. Ryan Braun falls squarely into that category. Yeah, uh, he definitely lied a lot. He didn't face up for his mistakes. He's going to now get a chance to uh, come back and uh, really um, atone, I guess, for his mistakes. Uh, I don't I don't think that that's the correct word, but he's going to have a chance to really make up for, uh, for what he did. And what he did was he lied, he cheated. Um, it's unfortunate because the culture of baseballs in the uh, baseball in the late '90s was very exciting. I mean, my first memories as a kid were watching um, Wrigley Field, were watching McGuire and Sosa, and uh, my heart was racing each time that they went to the plate in those late um, August games out there in the dog days of summer. And uh, you would see McGuire and Sosa going off and pounding balls into the left field bleachers. You'd see teammates taking off the, you know, taking their hats and saluting these guys. And uh, it was all for nothing. And uh, there had to be extreme guilt in McGuire and Sammy Sosa back in the 90s when they were duking it out because they were really fooling an entire nation. And they must have felt guilty because they knew that uh, that their accomplishment was was not squarely on them it was because of what it was because of the ingredients that they're putting in their bodies um the culture is definitely fun for baseball with home runs i mean you go you know everybody loves the long ball and everything so um 
for Chris Davis, if he comes clean, that would definitely be a nice milestone for the game. Um, if you don't mind, Bruce, um, this has been a great segment thus far. I'd love to just pick your brain about uh, the Sixers not naming a head coach yet. Um, do, do you think that there should be more urgency in that search? In my view, the answer is no. You got Sam Hinkie who I believe is the next Billy Bean, who is dictated by computer statistics. And you know what? The Sixers, it's clear, are trying to tank the season. They want to come up with a losing record. They want to get Wiggins. And and again, to some degree, they're not trying to fool their fans. There is no head coach. There is no marketing campaign. It's silent. They're saving their money. They're stockpiling money. They're picking up guys like guys from the developmental league in Houston. Sam Hickey is getting all the guys he ever drafted, guys that are unwanted. And they're basically putting together a team with Nerlens Noel, who won't even play, point guard from Syracuse, who is not ready to really play. And they're going to pretty much unload all the salary and – put themselves in a position to have two high high draft picks. I'll tell you, as a Sixers fan and as a season ticket holder since uh, Allen Iverson played, I gave up my tickets last year, and I've never been so happy about any decision in my life. Because why pay for this garbage? This third segment has surely went quickly. We've covered a lot of topics. Stay tuned. We'll be back in three minutes for Bruce the Sports Doc. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.